0: Welcome to Valley Baptist University, an online ministry of Valley Baptist Church where we seek to worship God with all our minds. I'm Eric Hahn, Dean of VBU. This segment is part two of the subject Christianity versus the new spirituality, or sometimes called progressive Christianity. Today we explore the question, should people discover their divine within? Hey, everybody, you might have noticed in pop culture or even in conversations, people talk about being on a path of self-discovery. Now, the mere term self-discovery isn't necessarily an idea that contradicts biblical practice, but often it's deeply wedded in the teachings of new spirituality or sometimes what correlates with progressive christianity there's even a pretty famous book that became a movie with julia roberts it was called eat pray love and it's about somebody going on a quest to discover herself to discover a new life breaking the old shackles and it was all enveloped in some kind of a spiritual ideal so, a question we might ask is How would we differ as Bible believing Christians with what can be called the new spirituality? Whereas last time we looked at how we differ in that the new spirituality says that God is one with nature, oneism, but Christian theism is twoism, God is distinct from nature. So, now we're going to look at how the new spirituality very often teaches that people should discover. The divine within. And the question is, is that something that we should be doing as biblical Bible-believing Christians? Well, we go back to Carl Jung. We looked last time at how Carl Jung is arguably the founder of the New Age movement. He was a self-professed Gnostic. In the 1930s, as the founder of this new movement, he said that the pagan myth reflects the worldwide search to understand and heal the self by discovering all the gods are found within us. In fact, Carl Jung talked about something that was a song in the 1970s, the age of Aquarius. That was more than a song. That was a spiritual worldview. And Jung predicted that a reinterpretation of Christianity's view of God via pantheism and the victory of a self realizing spirituality. Unfortunately, Carl Jung was very much correct in much of his prediction because there's been a lot of replacement of biblical Christianity in the minds of people, specifically, even in the United States. Scholar Elaine Pagels did research on these false gospels that date back to somewhere around the third century. Sometimes they call them Gnostic Gospels. They're not actually Gospels. They're really just sayings. But from what's known as the Gospel of Thomas, Elaine Pagels said she had sort of an epiphany. Because the Jesus of the Gospel of Thomas said, if you give birth to what's within you, what you have within you will save you. And if you don't have that within you, what you don't have within you will kill you. Elaine Pagel says, I found this to be intuitively true. And she influenced many other people, including one of her indirect disciples, Dan Brown. Dan Brown wrote the book, The Da Vinci Code, which became a blockbuster movie as well. And Dan Brown taught this Gnostic idea of searching the divine within. Now we move forward to what we have today called progressive Christianity. And Diane Butler Bass wrote a book called Christianity After Religion. And as a leader of this movement, she very clearly said God is now defined in less dualistic terms. In other words, not twoism, but oneism. And since there is just a oneism, when we're seeking to find God, we're not seeking someone else we're looking within ourselves so when we look to find God we look to ourselves in essence we are God if this sounds like the new age movement it is Shirley MacLaine wrote a book that became a movie out on a limb one of the reviewers of the movie said well 50 million Americans got the message hey we are God MacLaine says God is in each of us we're literally made up of God energy. Therefore, we can create whatever we want in life. Once again, Dr. Peter Jones, who's done extensive study on this, says this is just a perfect example of pantheistic monism. It denies that God is the personal, unique creator who is distinct from creation some of you might remember that about 15 to 18 years ago there was a very very popular dvd series within our ranks of christianity in fact if you were to go to a christian bookstore in virtually any store arguably the number one selling dvd series would have been a series by rob bell specifically the series called numa i was a senior pastor of a church around that time period and one of the small groups my wife was a helper and they were showing these videos and she said Eric you might want to come and see what they're teaching in this and so I asked the teacher about it he showed me the DVD and I have it right here I still have the video and inside even just The inlet, even just in the insert, it has some key questions and they're rhetorical questions which are meant to spark interest and really be answered with the question yes. One of the questions is, are there ways in which you feel sacred and divine? Another question that he asks is, do you believe God is inherently in every single person? And when I read that, I looked at my wife and I said, no, I don't believe that. That's called pantheistic monism. It's like Gnosticism. It's a worldview that goes back to Hinduism, that big train that we went through all the way in that first segment that we looked at Hinduism, Hinduism pantheism, Gnosticism, the New Age movement, and now we have it in in his time, they called this the emergent movement, and when I talked to the leader about this, he at least graciously said, yes, this isn't biblical, but whenever I referenced this around the Christian community, people thought I was splitting hairs. No, that's probably not really what he meant well not long after that rob bell came out as a full-fledged universalist which is the logical conclusion of pantheistic monism if if everybody is united with god as one and to find god we just search the god within there's no way that any of us can be forever separated from god because god wouldn't be separated from himself well rob bell when he came out as a full-fledged blunt universalist then they took all those dvds off the shelf and no one was talking about him anymore but then he made appearances on the oprah winfrey channel which is very appropriate because it's essentially New Age, going back to Gnosticism, going back to Pantheism, going back to Monism. In a more recent podcast, though, Rob Bell has defined himself as being a leader of progressive Christianity. So people that aren't familiar with us taking those DVDs off the shelves are still finding his podcast. And he quoted recently a mystic Monist, William Blake, And William Blake affirmed in an affirming way, he said, Christ is the only God, and so am I, and so are you. Now, notice right off, it affirms a postmodern relativistic view of truth, where we just passively breach the law of non-contradiction. We'll look at more of that in future segments. But notice that seeking the divine within is the equivalent of discovering Christ within. Now, this is essentially straight out of Gnostic teachings. I have a copy of the Gnostic Gospels with me. In the Gnostic Gospel of Philip, it says that when we have this gnosis, that's what Gnostic means, it's gnosis or meaning knowledge. When we gain this secret knowledge, it transforms people from being mere Christians. The idea of Christian will be removed and we go from being Christians into a Christ. If you move forward in time from there to the last century, again Carl Jung, Carl Jung claimed that he would have these spiritual mystical experiences where a spirit guide would take him around and show him things and he would refer to Carl Jung himself as Christ. And this is the idea of monism and seeking God within. It's seeking the Christ within, which essentially is saying that discovering Christ is just discovering a full consciousness of ourselves. I want to use a side note on this that very often... People will say, Well, you know, I've read the statistics that say 90% of people say they believe in God. And then another 84% say that they believe in Christ. The question is, What do they mean by God and Christ? Somebody might say, I believe in God. And if you ask them, Well, how would you define God? Well, God makes up the universe. Okay, that's not the biblical view of God. Somebody might say, I believe in Christ. We might say, Well, You believe in Christ the way I do? What do you mean? Do you believe Christ is divine? They might even say, oh, yes, Christ is divine. Oh, well, well, that's what I believe. You must be a Bible-believing Christian. But what they mean is that I've discovered the divine Christ within. We're all divine. So we have to differentiate very clearly what we mean by this, even when we're talking to people about the gospel. In fact, this is what's at stake with this subject. If I am a Christ then what about the core teachings of the Bible of what Christ has done for us? What about the cross? What about the gospel? If if the cross and the gospel is is merely discovering the Christ within, then what has Christ done for us? Some of you might have heard of a very popular podcaster. Her name is Alyssa Childers, and Alyssa Childers has an excellent book And the book is about progressive Christianity. It's called Another Gospel. And Alyssa Childers' testimony, she was in the Christian group known as Zoe Girl. And after she retired from being part of that group, she was married, she had kids. She got very active in her church. In fact, she was on the leadership council of her church. And she discovered her church was going in a certain direction. They were morphing into progressive Christianity. And in a group of leaders, there was the pastor of the church who was posing rhetorical questions. And one of the questions he asked was, does anyone really believe that Jesus had to die for sin? And the way she described it is if you affirm that, yes, Jesus had to die for sin, well, you were not part of this elitist group, this progressive Christian group. And see, that's exactly what the monist, Gnostic Panentheist teaching of Christ would say that Christ doesn't have to deal with sin by his vicarious atonement. Instead, Christ rather comes as a revealer of gnosis or knowledge. For the monist, what is redemption? Redemption is just a new self-understanding. In other words, if I were to tell somebody they were to get saved... I would say, look to Jesus, believe in Jesus and get saved. From a monist understanding, they would look to themselves and discover a new self-knowledge and revelation. Now, how far has this gone in Christianity? Let's take it a step further. There's a book called The Shack. The book was written in 2007. The Shack is the number 14 best-selling Christian book of all time. And that's actually being taken a very liberal view of of what constitutes Christian book. Some of the books ahead of them were even by Tolkien. They were the Lord of the Rings books, which were not specifically Christian noted books, even though he was Catholic. The shack It was a book that gave us all kinds of hints of this monistic, self-aware teaching. But then when the movie came out, which became a blockbuster that people are still watching and streaming, Paul Young wrote a book very specifically, bluntly on his theology. It's called Lies We Believe About God. One of those ideas he says is a lie is is that there's nothing outside God. He says there's only God and creation and creation is created in God. Notice the monism in the statement. There's nothing outside God. And so then when he gets specifically to the heading of a chapter, he says a lie that we believe about God is that we need to be saved. It's amazing that Throughout generations of Christian teaching we would tell people you need to be saved and yet somebody says no that's a lie you need to get saved is actually not Christian teaching. Paul Young says Jesus didn't come back to build a bridge back to God or offer the possibility of getting unseparated. He says the multifaceted purpose of the incarnation includes we who are lost in the delusion of separation can witness human life of one who knows he is not. In summary, he says Jesus is the truth about who we are. I've joked with people that If you think you're Jesus, just ask the people closest to you. They will tell you that you're not. Uh, All you'd have to do is ask my wife. If you confuse me with Jesus the Christ, ask my wife. But this is what monism teaches. We're all united with God, and instead of discovering Christ, who is distinct from me, we discover and seek to discover the Christ within Richard Rohr is a very, very influential progressive Christian. And he makes this statement. He says, What if Christ is a name for the transcendent within everything in the universe? What if Christ is a name for the immense spaciousness of all true love? Or what if Christ refers to an infinite horizon that pulls us from within and pulls us forward too? What if Christ is another name for everything? In its fullness, Christian campus minister and evangelist and apologist Paul Little actually used to make the statement to his students. He says, what if Christ is a poached egg on my shoulder? And see, the humorous thing that Paul Little was saying is we can't just take Christ and make him into anything that we want him to be. But that's what monism does. Since we're united with God, and since we're our own Christ, then our definition of Christ is almost like a self-definition. And it has all of this subjective nuance as opposed to objective truth, which is something that we're going to look at in the next study. Not only what Paul Little or people like Tozer said, but Francis Schaeffer wrote a book, And the book was called The God Who Is There. And Francis Schaeffer said, whenever people say they're looking for greater reality, we must show them at once the reality of true Christianity. He says, this is real because it's concerned with the God who is there and who has spoken to us about himself. Not just the use of the symbol God or Christ, which sounds spiritual, but it's not. Somebody says, I just worship the God who is in everything and I have just discovered the Christ within. That sounds spiritual, but it's not the kind of spiritual of the biblical truth of Christianity. Very simply, the biblical Christianity truth teaches that Christ is uniquely divine. Colossians 2.9 says, in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, not in everyone, but in him. In 2 Corinthians 5.19, it says God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not showing us how to have a revelation of our own self-knowledge. The Bible also says humans are sinful and Christ died for our sins. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Notice the distinction, we and Christ. We were sinners, Christ died for us. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it says, He, God, who made him Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now this is not automatic. This is not immediately universal. It's conditioned upon a repenting faith. In Acts 1630, Paul and Silas are in the Philippian prison. The Philippian jailer following the earthquake says, sir, what must I do to be saved? And so they said, follow a path of self-discovery. No, that's not what they said. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Maybe the most famous verse in the Bible couldn't be more clear about the distinction between God and us and us in Christ. For God so loved the world. If God and the world are one, that's like saying God loved himself, and that's not what it teaches. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We're not all Christ. There's one and only begotten true son of God that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It goes on to say, who does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name, again, of the only begotten son of God. So going back to the very introduction Are we on a quest to discover ourselves as Bible-believing Christians? Actually, no. Not in this sense. We want to know our spiritual gifts, and we can maybe know our tendencies, our personalities, but we're not on a quest to discover the divine within. In fact, not only does the Bible not say, go know yourself, Jesus actually said, deny yourself. Luke 9 23. The apostle Paul said he renounced his selfish identity of his religious background that he may know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. The apostle Peter warned his recipients of his second letter, don't fall into the error of the wicked, but instead he said, grow in the grace and the knowledge not of yourself, but of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, the implications of this are far reaching, and we're going to look at some more of those in the upcoming segments. But right now, maybe you're somebody who has lived his life trying to discover the divine within, or you've been confused about that. Today, be encouraged to look to Christ alone and believe on him alone, for forgiveness of sin and salvation for eternal and abundant life. Thank you for being with us here at VBU. For further reading on this, see the book, The Other Worldview by Dr. Peter Jones. We'll see you next time for segment number three of this series, when we'll explore the question, is all truth relative?